another episode of we did that shit podcast where we talk about who did some shit how we got through some shit and what we learned from shit i'm maya and i'm baby podcast family we appreciate your support if this is your first time tuning in welcome if you like what you hear please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and tell us what you think we're on all social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey, hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. If people knew what we had to go through to just get to an episode, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, my goodness. That is crazy. What's up, Maya? What's going on? Girl, today's a new day. Mm. How was your week? <laughs> you all happy and cheerful. Um, yes. My week was very good. <laughs> <laughs> my week was good. Um, did anything exciting happen? Yes. Well, last week we talked about getting stood up and being ghosted. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about saying yes to all dates. Mm-hmm. But I said, I'm not, I, I, that's for you. I can't say yes to all dates. I'm only saying yes to dates if I really would like to go out with that person. Oh, okay. Well, since I'm not you were saying, saying go I'm ahead. Not say, I'm not saying yes and canceling anymore. Because I'm thinking maybe because I'm thinking like that. That's why I'm being stood up out in these streets. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good way to look at it. But um, after we said we were saying yes to all dates, I said yes to a date. Yay! And you know, the day to date came, I was like, I ain't going. I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, you know what? I'm going to go. And it was a last minute date, too. It wasn't even like a planned, hey, let's go out next Tuesday. It was like that day, earlier in the day, hey, you want to get together this evening? And I was getting ready to be like, nah, I'm good. I got stuff to do. But I switched around some things, missed my workout. And went on the I'm so proud of you. I was proud of myself, actually. I guess same day dates, they're good because, you know, you got less time to get stood up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or less time to kind of change your mind because when you think about something, it's like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> but the date was very good. Very good? No, it was very good. Let me tell you. This is the first time that I've been out on a date in many moons with mm-hmm. someone new, not like my right, not right. my regulars, you know, right. but just someone new that it went good from the beginning to the end. So it was a great first date. It was a great first date. Okay, on a scale of zero to ten, zero being like the worst thing ever, ten being the best first date ever. What was it? Um, I don't. No, because now you have to consider what a first date is. You usually don't know the person very well. You don't know what to expect. So don't compare them to somebody that you had a first date with and then you know them forever. and You love them now. So you can't compare that. I'm just saying, okay, first date only on a scale of zero to 10. How great was the date? 
I give it a nine for sure. What holds it back from being a 10? It might have been a 10. On a, on a, if you if if I think about it in the way that you just said it, like mm-hmm. not like, oh, I love them now or, you know, right. I was with them or whatever. <laughs> yes. Just like a good. Yeah. It might have been a 10. Mm. It might have been a 10. And the reason why it was a 10, just briefly, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. He did everything right from the beat, from the time he walked through the door. Right. The way he looked. Right. The, Break it down, Maya, because people need to hear this. Listen. Everything right. He did everything right. And it's right for you. It's not right. You know, you no, might have. This, no, listen. This, this no, should be universal right. This should, should be, be universal, universal right. But some people don't think the way that we think in the way of how you want a man to be, you know, the old kind of old fashioned, you know, ways that you want men to be. A lot of people don't think like that. They think like yeah, 2018. They wrong. might be wrong, but according to how we feel, right. our man should be on a date. He right. did it's everything. It's our podcast. Tell right. about how Oh, we, okay. Right. <laughs> well, you got a point there. He did everything right. He came in. Mm-hmm. He, he looked very nice when my nice. is coming from work because this was a weekday uh-huh. and he looked very nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, well put together from head to toe, from the hat down to the shoes. All right. And when he came in, he greeted me with a hug. Oh, and it was like not a church hug, like a pat pat. Uh huh. I hate pat pat. sticking out. Right. It was like a nice hug, but not like too trying to be like, mm, I was about to say, you let him hug you because you know how you are. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like romantic. It was just like a hey friendly hug. Yes, it was a friendly yeah. hug. Right. Then where I was sitting at, mm-hmm. now mind you, real quick, it was steps going up to where we were sitting at. Okay. I sat with my back toward the steps because I'm thinking like I'll sit with my back toward the door. I only sit with my back toward the door when I'm with a man because right. a man should be protective. So I'll sit with my back to the door. If I'm with my chicks, nah, I'm, I, I can't sit with my back towards the door. So right. I sat where I sat because I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I'll sit with my back toward the steps where he can see who's coming up the steps or whatever. It was right. a gate in the back. I mean, excuse me. It was a door in the back of us. So I didn't know it was a door when he okay. came over and he gave me the hug he was like you know we gotta switch seats and I was like oh okay and I turned around and I saw the door because mind you I didn't see the door and I was like right. oh. he was like I can't have my back toward the door that was a that was the first ding, 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 so ding, I was ding. like oh it's gonna be a great date this is gonna be a great date for that reason only right yes. mm-hmm. and we sat down you know to make the long story short we had great conversation it was mm-hmm. you know it was nice we ordered. Right. It was all good. We ate. We talked. We It was no dead space. It was just like a go, you know. Uh, you can so, make the long story long because I had nothing to talk about. I was stood up. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then when it was, I'll fast forward to the end of the date. When it was the mm-hmm. end of the date, mm-hmm. I excused myself to go to the restroom and I went down to the restroom. When I came back up, he had paid the bill. Okay. He had boxed my food up. Oh, then he got a bag. He put the food in the bag, you know, Mm -hmm. then he stood up Mm -hmm. and helped me out my seat. Mm. My coat on. Mm. Walked the door, you know, Mm. and he carried the takeout bag. When I got to the door, of course, I moved to the side because I don't walk out no door with no man. I'm, you know, you hold the door. Exactly. Uh, So he held the door. Then when Mm -hmm. we got down the steps, 
He walked on the outside of the street. I didn't oh. have to pull him and move him. Nothing. Right. He just walked on the outside of the street. We got to my car, opened my car door, put me in the car. Mm, mm, mm. It was, let me tell you. Refreshing. It was refreshing to be with a manly man. Right. That's, that's what makes that's it. Not, that's so, not a manly man. That's a gentleman. Yeah, gentleman. A gentleman man, and man, gentleman, whatever we yeah. want to call it. That's right. what he was, that's and that's was. what made the date a ten because there was no in my mind. I couldn't find one thing like, oh, I can't believe he did that. Oh, I hope he don't right. do this. It was it was nothing. It was mm-hmm. nothing. So it was a so we ended the night and with a kiss. Good night. What? Kiss good Five years. Go ahead, girl. I've been taking notes while we doing the podcast. <laughs> um, now, is it going to be like you know, like we going to be together in a relationship in five minutes? Here we minutes? go. Here we go. No. Great, but <laughs> first date. But you back to the ten year plan. Oh my but goodness! <laughs> it was a it was a refreshing, really nice first date. Like, I came home with a smile on my face. Oh. It's a cute smile, too. Go ahead, girls. <laughs> so, yeah, it was nice. So, that's how my week was. And I worked out, and my arm feels like it's going to fall off. But that's a whole nother, you know, thing. You can't really dwell on that when you had to date during the week. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it, it was good. How was your week? Well, I'm excited about your date because <laughs> I got nothing going on, you know. But you know what? Maybe it'll happen for me one day and maybe not. But my week was progressive. Good. My week was progressive. So I did, um, I got the keys to the apartment. Oh, good. I did. But Even though I'm still not really like you're happy not, about that. It's okay because he said he's not ready. Oh, okay. All right, Jig. <laughs> no. He said he's not really ready. So I guess we're going to do this in baby steps. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, um, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. But at least that's progress. Yeah. Um, I did get the keys. And um, I also adopted a new attitude at work. Oh, nice. I did. I'm just to the point where, you know what? I love my job. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, I really don't feel, I think that the, um, it is a hostile work environment. As far as I'm concerned, it is a hostile work environment mm-hmm. and it really shouldn't have to be that way. But if that's what it is, that's what it is. And I'm going to try to make it as least hostile for me as possible. Right. And I got a lot of work done. Good. I just, you know, I got a lot of work done had a breakthrough with a patient. So I'm just trying to um, make my mindset more positive. You know, mm-hmm. even when things are not going my way or not going the way I want them to, or even if somebody's trying to make me angry, mm-hmm. I'm just really trying to look at the positive. Mm-hmm. And That's that made my it's, it's, I mean, but it really is a process. Like I have to stop thinking the way I'm thinking and say, remember, you're doing a positive thing mm-hmm. and, you know, think positive, take a, three deep breaths and move on. And I also did go to the gym 
every day this week. Oh, well, good for you. Woo, woo. I sure did. And, and I only went to Chick-fil-A once. So I had a good week. You had a good week. And and, mm-hmm. and let me just make an honorable mention of my week because I, I was so high on the date. I forgot to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, at work, speaking of work, <laughs> speaking of being positive at work, um, I had to get a new computer. Okay. And all of everything on my computer, all my files from 2008 was gone or, or were are gone since 2008, what? since I've been working there, all the files are deleted. What? He, so the guy that gave me the new computer, he didn't transfer the files over. Mm. Is he fired? No. Oh my goodness. I'm trying my best not to make a big deal. Like I'm, super upset they're trying to do what they could do to try to restore it you know he had over he had overrode the 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 hard drive so Mm. it's just a big mess and i'm trying my best not to make like a big (laughs) deal of it so that he won't get fired because he is he got something going on with him and i think it's more of like a social type of need like a social type of special need and because of that I'm trying not to make a big deal out of it because people treat him bad at the job Mm. to me. And you know how I feel Mm -hmm. about, you know how I feel about bullies. And so, and you know how I feel about people that's disabled. And so because of that, I'm trying not to be like mother, you know, I'm trying to be very calm and positive. So I'm going to adopt what you, what you said and be positive too. But anyway, (laughs) But it's you not know funny. that it's not funny. But you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> what's the name of that school that was in the parking lot of where your where your job used to be? And remember, we used to say a lot of people go to that school, that the training school. Remember, uh, um, <laughs> what was it? Uh-huh. Uh? At, at my old job. Yeah, where the job used to be, the same job, but before y'all moved. Remember, what was it ICBC? Right. <laughs> <laughs> No shade to ICBC. I mean, and it's probably not even that, but you, you look like, damn, a lot of motherfuckers go to this school. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a, he was a graduate. He got yes. a job next door. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. So I'm trying to be positive. But anyway, moving on. Who did some shit this week? You know, I've been, I have been, if you follow us on social media, um, I've been trying to post some who did some shits throughout the week when I see things. Because sometimes I just... I just be shaking my head so hard. Like, let me just put this up here because I can't even believe. Um, but you know, this week we had two living wild black Mm. situations. Um, well, the one was a little older when the white woman was trying to block the man from getting into his own apartment building. And Mm. then she followed him to the apartment was demanding to know where he lived and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she was fired from her job and I, I, right. And ironically she worked in like for a leasing, a housing leasing company, but she, didn't work, she didn't work for the company that owns the building where she lived, but she worked for another housing, you know, leasing building, whatever, but she lost her job. And in an interview, she said that she oh, they felt, interviewed her. Yes, she there was an interview and in the interview she said she felt that what she did the right thing. She said she like can't even believe that she was fired. She did the right thing. I had a, there was a charge 
from the HOA that we need to confront everyone who doesn't look like they belong here and ask them, you know, where they're going. Don't let anyone in that doesn't have a key. And she's trying to say that the man, um, like, forced himself in. But, you know, if you're in a building, she was coming out and he was walking in, in at the same right. time. Right. So you didn't so bring if, your key out. Yeah. Right. It's no need because the door is open. You're just walking in. You're going home. And, like, who the hell are you? Do you know right. everybody that lives in your building? And, and get to know the people who live in your building if you feel like that. But I'll let you continue before I say something. And even if you don't want to get to know the people, because everybody is not neighborly friendly or whatever like yes. that. And, like, who the, who do you... Th- you were charged by the HOA? hmm Like, who are you? The, the CIA? The police? Like, who are you? Right. And, and, last but not least, I do not condone violence, but what if he'd have punched a dumbass in the face? Exactly. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, what? And so she really feels that she um, should not have been fired from her job, and she feels that she did the right thing. Not like the right thing is let that man go to his apartment, like, or whatever. Right. She feels that she was wronged. Well, the, the the biggest thing out of this is that a person who did wrong got interviewed, and, and they got a chance to tell their wrong. Did they oh. interview the black man who was... I, I did not see that. Oh, okay, because I don't remember right. seeing that come across my social right. media at all either. I don't remember reading anything about the man being interviewed, but I do... But she's getting interviewed. That's first. Secondly, get to know your neighbors if you feel this strongly about, you know, stopping someone. The HOA charged you to be uh, large in charge or large in charge. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And you followed him to his apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. If it was the other way around and right. it was a man following a woman, right. especially a right. black man following a white woman right. to her apartment, you don't know if, if somebody is, fo- first of all, here's the thing. If somebody follows me to my apartment, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel threatened. Right. I feel the, and this ain't about violence. This is about protecting myself. Myself, right. And right. I feel like I have to, by any means, protect myself. I don't exactly. know if you are following me to my door, if you're going to push me in, if you're going to murder me, mm-hmm. if you're going to do something to me. He don't know any of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. The fact that you felt like he, oh, somebody that didn't belong there. How do you know who looks like they don't belong there? Like, mm-hmm. what did he do besides walk mm-hmm. in the door after you that made you say, oh, he don't belong here. The only thing that the man did was be black. And so right. I just want these people to come out and just say, look, I don't, these, I don't like these black people hanging around. I don't think you should be living here. He was black. That's why I followed his ass. And, and right. just like, be real about your stuff. And, right. and you got fired from your job because you work in housing and look what you did at your own damn house. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're going to do this with somebody that lives in this house, because right. when you work in a complex, you don't know everybody that that lives there. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that if you at your job complex that you won't walk behind somebody else and ask them what they doing there and why they there. They don't got no right. key or whatever the case is. That's why you got right. fired. Dumbass. Exactly. And, and then the other incident was with the little boy who was in the store with his parents and he had his book bag and his book bag rubbed up and brushed up against another lady, a butterface looking lady. And, um, she said that, she was sexually assaulted because the book bag touched her and she called the police. Right. And for real lady, I just, sometimes 
you know, I we do these who did some shits, but I really don't want to talk about it because I just like for real, lady. Mm-hmm. For real. Well, it's important to talk about it because the stuff is happening, and 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 I know you know like some things is just so draining that you just want to like gloss over it, but. You, you talking about a child and people on social media made reference to Emmett Till and it was the mm-hmm. truth. What happened? Right. You know, what happens to a young black boy? The When you watch the video, mm-hmm. the little boy is outside and he is crying and he's scared, physically shaking. Right. You know, with his mother, he's just like, let's go because as a young black boy, automatically you're looked at as a man. You know, mm-hmm. we we don't uh, we talked about this before on the podcast. Our kids aren't afforded the opportunity to be looked at as children, right. you know. And so, because of that, at a certain age, and this little boy was what? What was he? Well, he was like, like 10. 10 or something ten like that. Yeah. By the time you 10 years old, especially like they they're he's growing up in Brooklyn. You growing up right. in New York. You know, I'm sure that his mom has had a certain talk with him because by 10 years old, we got to have a certain talk with our kids, especially right. with our black boys. And so he's scared now because as a child that's that old, exposed to social media, exposed to the news, your mother having a talk, your mother having a talk with you, you don't know what's going to happen. So of course you are scared that this white woman is now on the phone calling the police on you, saying that you sexually assaulted her. You thinking in your mind like this is about to be it. You see what right. happened to Tamira Rice. You see what happened right. to Trayvon Martin. Young children, Jordan right. Davis, young children. You know what I'm saying? Who got murdered at the hands of white people or white people saying that they did something. So, mm-hmm. yes, he's scared. And this woman, they should lock the damn woman up because for making false claims. And right. then when and the abuse woman of 911. Exactly. Right. And then when the woman came back to the bodega and saw the video or when it was exposed to her, the video was exposed to her once, you know, everything, you know, came out, she going to go back and then say, Oh, I apologize. It really wasn't like that. First of all, you could have got this. We, and we talked about this on the podcast about you calling the cops on people, not knowing what the outcome is going to be, not caring about what the outcome is going to be. You don't live the same life as we live. And she knows that, which is the reason why she called the cops because right. as far as I'm concerned, she's a murderer. You want to, as far as I'm concerned, she needs to be locked up under the jail because you don't know what could have happened had the cops came and, and did something to that little boy. Right. Absolutely. I, I, you just, have no, you had, it was a nothing situation. You had no, con, you were causing, you know, making a cause where you had no control over the effects. Right. Putting more people in danger. Right. Thinking about yourself over something stupid. Right. And not to mention the fact that that boy had a parent with them. Yes. And so and his dad came. It's a, a announcement, people. When when kids, when you got a problem with children, you don't address children when their parent right. is around. You address right. their parent. You are an adult, so you address an adult. Whoever that child is with, if they're with an adult, then you address that adult, not no damn child. Right. Because according to the video, the mother came once once she turned around and she said whatever she said, the mother came to her and and basically was like, what's the problem? You know, and then she said whatever she said, the mother addressed it and then the mother walked off. Right. That's another case of what about if I punched you in your fucking face? Then what? Exactly. 
Exactly. You don't want us to be violent and you don't want us to react a certain kind of way. What do you think that this stuff is going to get you? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's just it's just ridiculous how and more and more the stories are saying, you know, we hear about these things in the news and other outlets because the news doesn't even want to talk about the real issues. Mm-hmm. And people are saying more and more when this happens to them, it's like, okay, we're hearing about this stuff, but I never thought it would happen to me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we're hearing it. I never thought it would happen to me. Like, oh my goodness, this does really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that, um, you know, and I don't think that I'm a, you know, mean type person mm-hmm. and I respect diversity and, and all of that, but I am more cautious mm-hmm. of what I do, how I move, who I speak to, because it's just like wolves and sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Halloween and everybody's got on the fake, but you know, more and more they can't, it's like, what is that with Martin? Big Mama's house. Like, you mm-hmm. got into the fight and your mask came off. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because more mm-hmm. and more people are just revealing their true selves. Well, they are. Exactly. And, but what gets on my nerves is if we respond... Mm-hmm. Because then we're wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When we respond, we're wrong. And I'm saying even if we not even responding... In violence, but even if we say something, if our voice is elevated, if mm-hmm. we move a certain way, they're like, oh my gosh, they're going to kill me. Exactly. You know, any response that we do, then we are the aggressor. We're wrong. And I said this before, you know, they look to black people a lot as, um, you know, they victimize us, mm-hmm. they criminalize us, mm-hmm. you know, they have play, you, we're violent people, they stigmatize us all the time. But in my formative years, white men were the scariest creatures alive. Everything yes. I saw on TV was white men killing people, beating people, whipping people, hollering at people, stopping on people. You know, they are the monsters, They have always been violent toward us. We haven't been violent towards them. At the end of the day, any group of people, and I don't care if you say it wasn't me, it was my grandparents, whoever it was, if a group of people owned another group of people, you're violent. And you think it's okay. And you think it's okay. And you alluded, you said this, not alluded to, but you said this on last week. They think slavery is a part of history. Like it was just something, it's just regular. It's just like, remember when I went to the corner store and I got them chips that day, girl? It's just like that. We used to slaves, but now we got to pay to help. Exactly. Like it's it's no big deal, right? Exactly. And Mm -hmm. so again, white people have always been violent toward us. We haven't been violent toward them. And even in the instances that you're seeing now with these people, I, I, let me tell you something. I told you this earlier. I, I, I applaud these people for having the calm that they have because I know for like to pull out your camera and say, I'm a video this to get this on tape or whatever, mm-hmm. because I know who I am as a person and how I feel about a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. I could, I wouldn't probably have that same reaction. Like, Oh, I'm a video this. I just wouldn't, I just mm-hmm. wouldn't because my first instinct would be like, what the hell? You know, and it wouldn't be to take out my phone. And so, you know, you you said it best, wolves and sheep clothing. Be careful out there because it's 2018, it's about to be 2019, and things are getting worse, not better. 
It it does seem that way. It it is that way. Get right. And, get your house right. in order because, and and you know, get your house in order. That's all I'll say. Because this shit, this world is going to hell in a handbag, sweetie. Right. And and I just want this is our last who did some shit. And I just want to emphasize the fact that this is taught. You know, mm-hmm. this attitude toward people of color is a taught attitude because there were two little boys. They were in like maybe the second or third grade. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were in like second or third grade. And one little boy was black and the other little boy was white. And he went home and they were going on a trip, on a school mm-hmm. trip. So the little white boy went home and told his mom and dad that he wanted his hair cut like his friend. Like, just say his name is David. Like, okay. cut, my, cut my hair like David. And they're like, you want to get your hair cut like David? And they say, he said, yeah, because we're going on a trip tomorrow and we're going to be twins and they're not going to be able to tell us apart. No. And so he really thought that if he had his hair cut low, yeah, you know, that he would look like the boy. Mm-hmm. And so what the parents did was uh, they cut his hair because he wanted his hair cut because, you know, white folks would do that. Mm-hmm. And um, and they made a shirt with them and it's like you know a character a caricature type shirt mm-hmm, and with the mm-hmm. low haircut they look like they could have been twins and they mm-hmm. let them wear the shirts on the little trip so and that just tells you it is taught it's something that's taught you don't care but I do I, I don't at all because <laughs> I know. when I hear I know. when I hear that kind of stuff I'm just like so is it taught on their end or is it taught on all ends because like is it taught for us is it taught for us? Because I don't remember, I don't remember my mom sitting me down and teaching me that all white people is bad and, you know, and this is what, I, like, I remember my mom having a certain talk with me, but I don't remember her having that talk with me. And yeah, so. I, I, I do believe that it's something, uh, I think that racism is something that is taught. And I think that it comes up in situations where um, if you, it's okay for you to have friends of color until something happens and then they start to separate themselves or it's okay to have friends of color until you're both competing for the same position. And then they, you know, put this thing in that, oh, you're better. You, well, you understand what I'm saying? It is. I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that it's something. And if it's not taught in our community, it needs to be because we need to be aware of our history and I we always say this we need mm-hmm. to be aware of our history and we need, need to be aware of our current surroundings and uh, the, mm-hmm. what the climate is now um and racial tensions because we need to know that the people's perception of us is not really who we are but what I was saying is taught is something that you know Caucasian people teach their young people yeah. that they're better you yeah. know the, the privilege is perpetuated mm. always yeah yeah. So that that's what I meant. So there we go with that. So on some other shit. <laughs> yeah. On okay. some other shit. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Okay. Because uh we've been talking about this for a while. A lot of situations coming up, going on, mm-hmm. you know, people talking about stuff and um signing up to be a single parent. Mm. Signing up to be a single parent. Listen. Okay, so are we talking about signing up to be a single parent? Like, let's let's get into what we're talking about when we say that. 
because are we talking about like me? I'm of a certain age and I don't have kids. Then I go get artificially inseminated. Then I have a baby like signing up to be a single parent like that or signing up to be a single parent like he got 20 kids and now you want to be the 21st baby mom. Right. I think there's a difference between signing up to be a single parent and choosing to be Mm -hmm. a single parent. Okay. I think choosing to be a single parent is one thing because you look at your situation, you evaluate your situation, you weigh the pros and cons, you know, you think about the future. Uh, Most people who choose to be a single, there's people who, you know, took time in their career first and, you know, then they just never got married or whatever Mm -hmm. happened. And they're saying, you know what, I really want to be a parent. And, you know, they choose to be a single parent. I chose to be a single parent because when I I was married mm-hmm. and things weren't working out. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to make things make better. Work. Mm-hmm. I tried to hang in there. <laughs> I tried. You know, there was a lot of things I, I did. I tried. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was like, can you stay here for the kids? Oh, you know, the children need you know, parents. I never thought I would be a single, a single parent. parent. And I never, ever thought that I would choose to be a single parent. But then one day I just said, you know what? I can't do this anymore because I feel like I could not raise uh, mentally healthy children mm-hmm. if I was miserable, mm-hmm. you know, and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I, I could, I was, I was mm-hmm. miserable. And, um, you know, I chose and I said and I started to think about like, oh, my gosh, I I don't want to be I didn't want to be a single parent. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, well, my mom did it. And, you know, I know so many other mothers that did it. Does Mm -hmm. it make it good? And I'm saying, well, what is my alternative to stick it out and be miserable? How long can I be miserable? Yeah, I mean, I'm not suicidal. (laughs) I could possibly be homicidal. (laughs) Right. So I made a choice, you so, know, I, I looked at all those things and I made a choice, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about are people who are signing up because yeah. a lot of times you're signing up and you don't even know that you're signing up to be a single parent. And I'm, I'm here to help you with that. Well, I'm, I, I think that cause we probably going to disagree on something, some of this, because I think that people who sign up to be a single, I'm a, I'm a, let you tell me what you mean by that. But I think that people that sign up to be a single parent know exactly what they're doing. You do? Yeah. They may know. Okay. Listen, I'll give you an example. Okay, go ahead. I'll give you an example and then we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because I I really want to know what your definition of a single parent is. But let Mm -hmm. me just give you, Mm -hmm. let me just give you. I think my definition, what I think a single parent is not what you're expecting. Go ahead. Okay. So let me just give you a little example of when I say I know exact. I think they know exactly what they're doing. If you're dealing with somebody, we women, right? Mm -hmm. You dealing with a man. Mm -hmm. You dating this man. He got other kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. He don't take care of them other kids. Right. Mm-hmm. At all. You mm-hmm. ain't never seen Ray Ray at your, and them at your house. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't never went on no uh, mm-hmm. date to the park with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you have a baby by him. Right. You're signing up to be a single parent. And you know exactly what you're doing. Because you think that I'm better 
So I ain't going to have the situation that Sharonda and them had. No, you going to have it too. And then when it comes and it's a pie in your face and you like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe Jerome did this. (laughs) No, believe it because Sharonda was your example, honey. Like, okay, but we agree. We we agree with a twist. All right. Okay. So in that situation, Mm -hmm. she definitely is signing up to be a single parent. Yes. Okay. And she thinks she knows what she's doing because she's wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's okay. wrong. So she thinks that she knows. She thinks that it's going to work out. I'm the one. I make the difference. I, she's wrong. Yeah. So she, do, she doesn't know that she's wrong. You mm. know what I mean? But she's still and I think she does know that she's wrong. I think that I'm telling you, like, listen, mm-hmm. when if you, you know, if she knew she was wrong, she wouldn't do it. You nah, don't know you're, yo, you don't know you're wrong until it happens. <sighs> All right, listen. <laughs> let's because we're gonna get into a tangent. Let's start at the beginning. What is your definition of a single parent? Okay. Before b- before I even and continue I want you on to give with that conversation. Okay, go ahead. Okay, because I feel like a single parent is a unwed parent. Because I'm saying mom, dad, whatever. So a single parent is a if you're not married to Mm. the child's other parent Mm. period if Mm. you are married to someone who is not the child's parent you still could be a single parent we did a whole podcast on it he's into Mm -hmm. me but not my kids Mm -hmm. you know that that, that could still be single parenting if you're married but so you have if you're shacking together they can leave at any time you very if, if you're, you're not married, a, you can leave at any time too. But go it, ahead. It, 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 that's true you, too. You just said you left your husband. But it go ahead. But it didn't happen like overnight. Like, I mean, I had to consider a lot of things. But okay. when I when we were married and together, I was not a single parent. The moment I left, I was a single parent. Okay. So I think you single parent to me is you are married to the child's other parent. Okay. I mean, you know, if you're unless you're married to the child's other parent, you are a single parent. Now, if you have children by a previous relationship and you're married to someone and you have a child together. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's single parenting either, because at least you have something vested in at least one of the children. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So but to me, unless you're married to the child's other parent. You are a single parent. That's your definition of being a you single parent. Are, you are a single parent. Now, okay. pe- people may not be together and co-parent well, but everybody knows that the custodial parent has more responsibility than a non-custodial parent. And yes. a child cannot live two places at the same time. Now, you so- can also marry to someone else who is like involved with the kids and love you and love the kids and, and all of that great stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but when a situation comes up, it may not happen, but it's possible that the person to be like, well, that's not my thing to do. When things get too serious, they don't mm-hmm. like to be all in the real super serious things. And a lot, sometimes children change their mind on the non-biological step parent. 
So this so is all why, your definition of a so single that's parent. Why I, I, that's why I, you know, unless you're married to the child's other parent, everything else to me is a single parent. And well, we definitely have different definitions of what a single parent is because I don't think that, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I think if you're raising your kid by yourself, you a single parent. And I mm-hmm. think that if you are co-parenting, you're you, you would still be considered a single parent to you an are. extent. No, you, you are, you, you are. are, no, listen, you are, but specifically, I don't think that you, it, well, me and you d- think different about marriage too. So, um, what I mean, do you think different about marriage. We do because I don't believe that like, unless you're married to, I mean, people have successful relationships without being married. That's, I mean, that's all the time. That's so, fine. and I, I'm not one of them kind of people that's, that's like, fine. you had but your unless, kids out of wedlock. I'm just not I'm not that, saying you had your kids out of wedlock. Kind of I'm not saying you had your kids out of wedlock. I'm saying that unless you're married, you're single, period. So if you're single and you have a child, you're a single parent. That's all I'm saying. I'm just applying logic. Go ahead. That's cool. But again, to me, a single parent is just someone who's raising their kids by themselves. Okay. You know, single. By, meaning mm-hmm. one, meaning you, 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 you mm-hmm. are the single parent. So that's my definition. I mean, it's real cut and dry to me. That's mm-hmm. my definition of a single parent. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be, it used to be that single parenthood was something that happened kind of like by chance, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't the optimal thing, you know, and sometimes parents would get divorced or, or separated or widowed, mm-hmm. you know, so it was kind of like chance, like mostly the the family stayed together. And I'm talking about the black family. In mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, but now, you know, baby mama and baby daddy is like a real thing. Yes. And some people only aspire to be or only ever achieve that status. They really think that that's a status. Mm-hmm. Baby mama, baby daddy. So, like, yeah, that's single parent. Like, what? It doesn't, you know, to me, it doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not judging anybody. Mm-hmm. But I have, and recently, I mean, I've helped a few people um, save their marriage Mm-hmm. I don't know why I couldn't do it for myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I helped a, and I think because it's something I learned after the fact, as, yeah. I, as I got older, right. um, I helped uh, quite a few people save their marriage. And the fact that you had, I think that what they're looking for mm-hmm. from a, in the, in the marriage is mm-hmm. something, sometimes it's just not realistic, mm-hmm. you know, and you're responsible for your own happiness. I always say, start with you, mm-hmm. you know, start with you and whatever it is that you think they're not giving you that you want. It's not their responsibility to give you like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, beyond like, as long as he's not knocking you out at night, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You punching you, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I just think that, I don't know where we got to this baby mama, baby daddy thing. But now that it's a thing, I think that it's something that some men and women, that's all they really, they're just satisfied with that. And so we will continuously have a whole lot of single parents in your example that you gave. And I have quite a few others mm-hmm. that are, you know, these situations where you are literally signing up to be a single parent. 
And I say you may not know because you don't even if you think, you know, you're wrong. So you, you can't know. You know what I mean? Well, I it, listen, it, it's a twofolded thing. Some people, you're you're right. I'm not going to disagree with you in that you're not right that some people don't know. Because I think that even with the baby mama and the baby daddy thing, it's a twofold thing. Some mm-hmm. people don't, don't sign up to be a baby mama. You know what I'm saying? And some people do sign up to be a baby mama. The example that I gave earlier, you signing up to be a baby mama. But the example of I'm with my man. We mm-hmm. together, we're in a relationship. No, we're not married. We just in a we're in a long-term relationship and then we had kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you signed up to be a baby mama. Why? Because you're not married? Right. No. But see, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that because I don't think I think that marriage is important. I think that it's beneficial. I think that mm-hmm. it's a great partnership. And, and 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 do I want to be married one day? Sure. But would I be happy in a successful relationship without marriage? Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. But again, that's for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I probably wouldn't be in another long-term relationship like I have been in the past. And we don't Why get not? married. Why not? Well, because that relationship wasn't successful. If I was in a relationship, if me and his relationship was successful and it was a long-term relationship, then that'd be cool. But I'm talking about successful. What we had wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. You know, but it you, wasn't. But you wouldn't. It do wasn't it unless you got married. You just because said. I would because I I said that I wanted to be. I think that marriage is a good partnership. It's beneficial. If our relationship has those things, we got a good partnership. It's beneficial. You know what I'm saying? In certain ways, yes, I would be in a relationship that was successful. Mm-hmm. Keyword being successful without being married. You know, but that works for me. That might not work for somebody else, Mm -hmm. you know. But again, the example of if you with somebody in a long term relationship is not successful, you go and and then y'all break up. You you're still in the eyes of society or, you know, or in in where, like you said, I don't know where we went wrong at or where we went left at. Then you consider that person's baby mama. So that's why I said that it's a twofold thing, not signing up to be a baby mom like my dumb ass is just like I'm having a baby by Jerome, knowing that Jerome got 17 kids out there. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I told I told one of our cousins, I said, you signed up to be a single mom when you had your baby. And she right. was like, what you mean? And I said, you knew that he had other kids, kids that he wasn't even telling your ass about. Like right. he had, you know, as far as you was concerned, he had three kids by three different mm-hmm. women. Then he, and, and really did he had, I don't even know how, I'm, I don't know, like for real, for real, nobody knows the real number of how many kids this joker got. And right. then he decided to have a baby by him. Why are you even sleeping with that person unprotected? Why are you right. even yourself right. in a position where you right. would have a baby by him knowing what he does? Let me say this. If I don't say nothing else on this podcast, especially during this episode, Pay attention to what somebody does and the, and the movements that they have, you know, the ambitions that they have. You just pay attention to everything about them. If a person has a responsibility that they're not taking care of, they are not responsible. They ain't going to take care of your responsibility. It's right. just like the writing is on the wall. And it's not a situation because you don't use the excuse of, oh, she won't let me see her. He won't let me get over there. And listen, mm-hmm. it's a way if you if as a parent who wants to be in a child's life, it's a way to see 
that child. So if Jerome ain't taking care of that child, it ain't got nothing to do with what Sharonda ain't letting them do. It has everything to do with what Jerome ain't doing. So don't you sign up to be a part of Jerome's harem. Exactly. And even if Jerome doesn't have any children, if you are a woman and you participate in casual sexual relationships, Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, you're signing up to be a single parent. Because Casual sexual, yeah. See, we always lose that game. I don't care how detached we can be, because some women can have detached sex too, just like men. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, they can have detached sex too. However, um, it's the it's the birth control measures and the the protection that's lacking. Mm-hmm. You know, I know because I work it every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you pop up pregnant. And it's like, oh, well, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and then you tell him and he like, oh, well, you know. We wouldn't even like that. Right. <laughs> you know, because that's, cause that's, cause that's, that's usually the response. Exactly. We wouldn't even like that. I thought this was like, just like whoa. a casual thing. We was just going to do the one twos. taking care of everything. And like, let me tell you something. Exactly. My grandmother always told me from a small girl, mm-hmm. if you have, a, you know, when you little and you playing with dolls, mm-hmm. she used to say, see that doll you playing with? Just remember, when you grow up and you have a baby, that's your baby. Mm-hmm. And that's what people really need to get through their right. head. It's your child. If that other person decides to walk away, which they do, it, it is what it is. You still, right. You still have to take care of that responsibility. Mm-hmm. So when you out there and like you said, you having casual sex, remember mm-hmm. If something happens, it's your responsibility. You, if the baby is growing inside of you, the baby going to come out of your um, private parts. So the baby is going to be your responsibility. Right. And I your mean, mom's cousin ain't going to take care of him. Exactly. Just saying. So right, maybe he will, maybe he won't. And, and even if you have somebody taking care, like I know women who have children and they might have a little dude or whatever that, you know, help them out with bills and stuff like that. But you're still a single parent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Parents, parent. I tell people all the time. Parent is a noun and a verb. Mm-hmm. The verb is more important. Mm hmm. The verb is more important. And when you are parenting, there are a lot of decisions every day that you have to make concerning your child's welfare and their future. Mm -hmm. And when things happen and you're saying, am I doing this the best? Or if your child is playing sports and they get hurt and then you're in the hospital all night by yourself Mm -hmm. or with your good girlfriends or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's, That's the part of the single parenting that's hard. Mm-hmm. Because when you're going through stuff, you don't have anybody who has just as much vested interest mm-hmm. in you and, and the child. The child. Mm-hmm. Right. So if that's what I'm saying. Like if you get, you can get remarried and the husband usually has vested interest in you. And because the baby is part of you, hopefully they have some vested interest in the child. But it's not always that way. Mm-hmm. If you got a man or boyfriend. I mean, I just think grown people are a little too old for boyfriends. I don't know what that's about. But, you know, they're trying to make it with you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they're like, oh, man. All right, well, call call me. Let me know what happens. Right. You know what I mean? But, you, <laughs> but, just, but you're still by yourself. Yeah. So, you know, there are... So, and that's, 
the part of, you know, that's the biggest, the hard, one of the hardest parts of single parenthood. So women who have casual sexual relationships, women who choose to have children by men who already have children, especially if they have children by multiple women and they don't have take care of them. Also, um, Women who get pregnant thinking that it's going to strengthen their relationship. Which is the dumbest damn thing it's, ever because it, kids do one or two things. They either bring you closer together or they tear you further apart. And so, um, you know, nine times out of ten, if you are already struggling in your relationship and then you choose to have a child thinking that that's going to strengthen it, I don't know what rock you fell off of and bumped your head because if you already struggling I don't care if you got the perfect kid it brings stress to a situation it brings stress to your mm-hmm. life you constantly worried about the child am I doing the right thing am I feeding them the right ounces mm-hmm. uh, you know it, the, you know what I'm saying like can I pull this tooth out what school mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick mm-hmm. is this, is this mm-hmm. joker gonna wear blue Jordans today mm-hmm. or black you know it, do do you have medical benefits you know damn mm-hmm. I gotta save for college can I get a Gerber plan yes it's, it's always a something it's a so lot it's, and so because of that, and you're responsible for the child for the rest of your damn life. You're constantly right. stressed for the rest of your life. Even when your kids get old, you're still stressing about them. A- still amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm a witness. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and so to think that that's going to bring a relationship that's already rocky together. together, it's not. Because it's already stress on the relationship before you even have the baby. And right. then you bring more stress onto the relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's and, not. And resentment. Yeah, and resentment. You bring resentment in because you know you're trying to do something on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know to manipulate because really it is manipulation of the other person, or you're trying to manipulate the other person. And even if so, even if you're in a relationship and you try to have a baby to strengthen a relationship, you're signing up to be a single parent. You but are. also, also if you're in a relationship and if if the man tells you. That he doesn't want children. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of chicks that do this. Mm-hmm. They be like, oh, well, he just going to have to deal mm-hmm. with it. And you know what they are? Single, Single parents. parents. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Single mom. If a person tells you, mm-hmm. if they tell you they don't want children, you have to believe them. Y- yes. You yes. have to believe them. Now, I, I've known of of men who's I don't want children I don't want children and then their relationship didn't work because the woman wanted children and he didn't so they broke up mm-hmm. and then he went on and they had a child mm. it wasn't their choice you know mm-hmm. they were in a relationship and the girl got pregnant and was like oh well you want to deal with it because it's, it's her body mm-hmm. you know she she could choose and and then the other girl gets mad like you said you didn't want to have kids well they still didn't want to have kids mm-hmm. they just had a kid Exactly. And that mom is still a single parent because he didn't want to have kids. And it's, yeah, it's like the old saying. If, I mean, like Maya Angelou said, if somebody tell you who they are, believe them. If they show you who exactly. they are, believe them. So if they tell you that they don't, that's like me. I don't have children, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if children, I don't know if I'm going to have children, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to, I would never date someone who children were completely off the table. Like I wouldn't date right. someone even without children that said either they had children. Cause I date men with children. That's not a thing to me. But if he said, I don't want to have no more kids, I wouldn't continue to date him. 
Right. Be, if I wanted to be serious, you know, if, right. if I was looking for a serious relationship, I wouldn't continue to date him because again, while I don't know that kids is in my future, I don't want it to be taken off the table. So I wouldn't date that guy. And I wouldn't date the guy who didn't have, I want to date the guy that don't have kids. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to okay. date the guy that don't have kids. That's like, I want to have kids tomorrow because I don't know you brother. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Your so, plan. Right. I, I don't care if it was a 10 minute plan. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to date you today. And we have mm-hmm. the 10 date. And then tomorrow you say, cause you know, I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I don't know if I'm having kids. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got a tricky situation going on, but whatever it is, it's my situation. And if I choose to sign up to be a single parent, it's going to mm-hmm. be on me, you know, like right. I, I probably am not going to go get, but I am of the mindset of, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm also of the mindset of if something happens, it's my damn baby. If right. nobody is there, it's my baby. So now do you want a baby? Cause that's mm-hmm. what you got to keep telling yourself. Cause that's what I tell exactly. myself all the time. So, Hey, do you want a baby? Cause this is what can happen. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So do you exactly. want a baby? That's mm-hmm. what's always in the forefront of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Anything. It's like, oh, he gave me a kiss. Do you want a baby? Mm-hmm. You got it. Right. You know, you right. got to be thinking. Right. Right. And, okay. and that's what, you know, and I just wanted to, cause we have been talking about it for a while because people just come up to us. They ask us all kinds of things. And then when you tell them the truth, they look at you like, oh my gosh, whatever. And I'd be like, no dummy. You know, and I'm not like not to put you down or anything, but were you thinking or what were you thinking or, you know, whatever. But um, there's a difference between choosing to be a single parent, because like today, a lot of women are choosing to be a single parent, like marriage and and families has taken a backseat to education, careers Mm -hmm. and traveling and bucket lists and Mm -hmm. goals and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And then they're saying they get to a certain age and they're still single. And they say, you know, I'm either going to adopt, like you Mm -hmm. have a friend that adopted, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a friend that adopted, um, you know, or they're, you know, getting having babies that right in unconventional ways. And because that's what they're choosing. Mm -hmm. Um, but most of the people that I know that did that, they, you know, they're established, they have a good job, they have education, you know, Mm -hmm. they have something to offer. Um, as far, and, you know, being a single parent with means is way different from being a single single parent parent broke. broke. (laughs) (laughs) you you got that right you know what i'm saying because you're never really ready even when you even when you do have means means right right i mean even when you plan out to have a child you know it's always it's always something else you know it's something else to consider it's something else to think about and you made a great point earlier when you said you don't have the support of another person that's vested in your child you know what i'm saying so Yeah, it's a lot to consider. Now, unfortunately, we know more people who signed up to be a single mom on some like, nah, I'm having this baby because I'm different and he going to take care of this baby. You know, we know more people under that whole thing than we do of the people who was like, uh, I, you know, did all this. I'm of a certain age. I got certain means and I'm going to have a baby, you know, and and the And here's another scenario of signing up to be a single parent. If you taking care of him Mm -hmm. and you have a a single parent, you a single, you a single parent before you you taking care of him. Exactly. You taking care of him and the kid. 
Mm-hmm. Four kids, like you still a single parent, mm-hmm. you know, open your eyes, boo, mm-hmm. get, get your life. But you are a single parent. I don't, if they are, if it's their, if it's their child and they in the house and you taking care of everybody, you you're a single, single parent. parent. <laughs> exactly. You a single parent, but absolutely. And I, like, I, I say this all the time. I tell people, um, I never wanted children. You know, I never wanted children because I am not a I'm more of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. And go ahead, though. Okay, but I am, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm even in my work. I like to do program management because if you have a vision, I'm I come in. I bring that vision to fruition. It's up, it's running, it's working, and I'm moving on to the next thing. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I like. But when it comes to children, I always, always, always thought like, oh my goodness, I want my children to have all the opportunities that other children have. And mm-hmm. what if I don't have enough money? Or what if I'm not in the right place? Or what if mm-hmm. I can't get them to this and to that? And how do I know what they're going to like? And, you know, almost like obsessive, mm-hmm. you know, and when I'm very, very fortunate in that I was able to stay home with my children mm-hmm. um, well into their school years. And so I was a stay-at-home mom, which made me feel good because I felt like I was raising my children and not anyone else. And then when uh, my daughter, well, both my children went to private school. My son has autism, so he went to a private school for uh, children with special needs. And my daughter went to a private Christian school. But when she went to this Christian school, I was like, the tuition was so darn high. And that's why, you know, I know God is real because, I mean, I was broke, but he just mm-hmm. sent the money every year. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I will always say, Lord, please don't let my child be the broke one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Please, if something comes up and she wants to do it, let her, let you know, let us be able to participate as well. You mm-hmm. know, driver's ed is free in public school, but in private school, you had to pay. And, you know, thank goodness I had the money, you know, to pay because she wanted driver's ed like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they came up with the missions classes and she wanted to go on the missions trip, you know, we had the means like other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, this little chick, you know, she even drove to school her senior year. So they mm-hmm. got the little senior parking lot. She was all up in there with her yeah, car. Yeah, because I didn't get a car until I got out of college and I could buy it myself. Right. But, so, <laughs> right. She saying. had a car before she had a license. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So with her permit, I, she would drive me. I would drop her off and then I'd come back and pick her up. She would drive home every day. All mm-hmm. She did that for months up until the time she took her test. So, you know, when you're a parent, you want your children to have opportunity Mm -hmm. and you don't want them to be, you know, they don't have to be the best, but you certainly don't want them to be the least. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. was, that was the thing that I, you know, was concerned about most. Mm -hmm. And especially when it was just one income, it was Mm -hmm. just me, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So a lot of the things like with Jiggy and the autism and it was frustrating at times, you Mm -hmm. know, it was, it's a lot of battles, but when I, and when I went to bed, I cried. Mm-hmm. And I cried alone mm-hmm. and it was difficult. So I just don't understand why, uh, you know, people, yes. Can you do it? Yes. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of women, is it possible? Yes, it's possible. What? But what I'm saying is it's not an easy thing. And we don't always consider the child mm-hmm. because I think like maybe just yesterday, Deja finally gave up the notion that me and her dad would get back together one day. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just something she's always held on to uh, for a long time. 
Like, I'm serious. Like, just very, very recently. Even though she's older and she knows the circumstance, she knows who he is, she knows who I am, it doesn't matter because that's how children think. You know, that's how children think. That's my mom. And so bad. I'm just saying, that's how children think. That's my mom. That's my dad. They was together. They should be together. And they mm-hmm. may be together again. But now we're living in a world where the mom don't even know the dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know what happens with those children who can <laughs> A family portrait, or I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, no shade. I'm not <laughs> no shade because that was funny as hell. But no, I understand. I I get it. You know, I I think that I get it. I think that it's very important to um, you know, like you said, understand that single being a single parent is being alone in that struggle, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you can avoid signing up in the way that we're talking about in a yeah, negative way of signing time. up, you know, then try to avoid it. Now, and if you want to be a single parent by choice, do you boo? Right. You, that's, that's all we could say. Don't call. We did that shit for Pampers. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, with that, with With that that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I think that that said a mouthful um but it is possible Mm. you know just be just be mindful of what you're signing up for that's that's what I leave with just be mindful of what you're signing up for and um you got anything else no are we gonna do personal journals I think we should do personal journals this week. I, I think, you know, personal journals is like here today, going tomorrow. But I think that we they shouldn't to, like, be. I know because, mm-hmm. yeah, well, what you got for your personal? I journal? will blame you, but it's not your fault. Yeah, damn. I mean, I'm just How saying. How people do you? Um, <laughs> but go ahead. What do you have this week for your personal journal? So, you know, my personal journal is always something on my vision board because that's the whole reason that we created a vision board to stay on track of what we want for our life. Mm -hmm. You know, my vision board is not something that's like uh, New Year's resolutions, nothing. This is life goals. Mm -hmm. So it's always a process. So I am going to focus on uh, the release the pounds portion of my vision board. And I do want to release the pounds. I want to lose some weight. Uh, My vision board has health makeover body beautiful and finding my peace because mm-hmm. really when you talk about your your body this is about how you esteem yourself like we all have imperfections we all have things that you know we don't like and i really don't believe in talking about like if it's something you can change try to change it mm-hmm. um so that's what i have done so i've been doing some research on some things and I have not discovered because I've known about it for a long time, but in it's October. So it's my month to support my BFF mm-hmm. and her weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. So she said she wanted to do intermittent fasting. So that's what we're doing. Okay. So I started, it's been, um, I started Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I fast, I fast for 16 hours and I only eat from 12 noon to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not bad. I feel progressive and I feel like I'm shrinking the time. Now at 12 noon, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. At, at, at 11, 19, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. At 11, 24, I'm ravenous. <laughs> at 11, 37, I'm ready to shoot somebody. Right. Um, but 
I noticed that I get up in the morning and I make breakfast mm. and I put it in, you know, I take it with me and put it in my bag because at 12 o'clock I'm eating it. Yes. Like, on the dot, I'm eating it. But I'm, I don't feel like I'm, I'm gorging for the eight hours or anything. I feel like I have more clarity. I feel mm. like I have more energy. Yeah. Um, I do. And I have made it to the gym every day. Like I say, if I can go to work, I can go to the gym, even if I'm only there for a half hour. So I've been, you know, doing something and doing this intermittent fasting. It's been almost a week. And that's a long time for me. Y'all just mm-hmm. don't, mm-hmm. Y'all just don't know. I, I don't, you know, two days and I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but I feel better. So I am excited to see where this journey goes. Good. I do see a little difference in my clothes. Um, so, you know, we'll see, but intermittent fasting, uh, I'm, I'm kind of digging it so far. So I'll keep y'all up to date. That was a good personal journal. Um, maybe one day I'll join you in, a, um, fasting because I am on a challenge right now, um, <laughs> with my gym and it's been going really well so far. I have not cheated. Well, we can't have dairy and I have had butter like a little bit of butter on my um, English muffins in the morning. But other than that, I haven't cheated. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. And I feel a difference too. Well, my personal journal this week, I brought my vision board into my bedroom. So who was I, who was I talking to? Oh, I was talking to my girlfriend and she was talking about like bringing a vision board into where you could see it. You know, because I was like, my vision board is like in my second bedroom in the closet or whatever. And she was like, no, you have to bring it out where you can like look at it, you know, and really achieve the stuff that's on there. And I hadn't uh, looked at the vision board since I moved. So it's been like over a year since I looked at the vision board, like since I put it in that closet, I haven't looked at it. And it's funny that on the vision board is blog. And now we're doing the podcast Um, on the vision board is about weight loss. And now I'm doing the challenge. And I will say that bringing the vision board into view has helped me to say, damn, did I, am I achieving the stuff that's on this board? Right. Right. And since we're talking about vision boards and you brought up your vision board for your personal journal, I'll say something about mine Uh, on my vision board. It says, focus on me. And, um, I've realized like, I don't focus on me. I feel very guilty when I'm focusing Mm -hmm. on me and I'm like, Oh, just do this for yourself. You know? And we talked about this some episodes back, uh, about mental health and Mm self-care. And I realized that I don't practice self-care at all. Not even in the least bit. I I literally feel overwhelmed when I'm thinking about myself, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I feel selfish, you know, when Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about me. And it's funny because I tell people all the time, like, girl, you better take care of yourself. Because if you don't got yourself, then who the hell are you going to take care of somebody else? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what, goofball? Take care. Take your own advice. You know what I'm saying? Take your own advice. Stop feeling selfish about what you need to achieve for yourself so that you can be there for other people. And so I want to focus on that. That's my personal journal. Just focusing on me and not feeling guilty, releasing that whole uh, feeling, you know, just really, really just paying attention to yourself and being okay with it. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, So that's my personal journal, I think, for life. But it's definitely my personal journal for this week. And uh, and like Babi said, I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So, you know, with that. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. You know, again, don't sign up <laughs> to be a single parent if if you don't have to, you, don't. because it mm-hmm. is hard. Remember that you can follow us on all social media. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Listen, if you signed up to be a single parent and you want to tell us your story, it's no. This is a no judgment zone. Let us know. We want to hear from you. You. Send us a little comment on social media, or you can always email us at we did that shit at gmail.com. Again, it's we did that shit at gmail.com. Remember that we want to hear from you. You can always follow me on my personal Twitter at my my 13. That's M Y M Y 1 3. And I'm at Babi Amina, B I B B I A M I N A. Yep. So we'll be here for all new episode next Monday. Remember that the podcast drops with an all-new episode every Monday. And you can find us anywhere that you can listen to a a podcast. We say it every week, but literally you can find us anywhere that you can listen to your free podcast. Thank you so much for all of your support. We'll be here same time next week. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. Love you too. (laughs) 